Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 1853 podcast of Monmouth College. I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing, and this is the 1853 podcast, a weekly program we produce throughout the academic year in which we tell you about the people, events, programs, and history that make Monmouth an outstanding national liberal arts college. In this 18th edition of season number five, we'll talk to Monmouth Director of Multicultural Student Services, Regina Johnson. She'll tell us all about the activities and the events that will take place during Black History Month. And then the voice of Fighting Scots Athletics, Nathan Beliva, will bring us up to speed on what's happening in Monmouth College Athletics. Roots of Black History Month stretch back to the mid-1920s. That's when historian Carter G. Woodson and the Association for the Study of Negro Life and History declared the second week of February to be Negro History Week. They selected that week because it coincided with the birthdays of Abraham Lincoln and Frederick Douglass. Then in 1976, President Gerald Ford recognized February as Black History Month in the United States. This year at Monmouth College, a plethora of activities are planned to celebrate the month on campus. The person in charge of that is Monmouth Director of Multicultural Student Services, Regina Johnson. To read all about Black History Months planned at Monmouth College, you can check out the story in the News and Events section of the Monmouth College website, monmouthcollege.edu. Regina says the theme of this year's Black History Month celebrations at Monmouth is Champion for Change. It honors Champion Miller, a black man who was a distinguished member of the Monmouth community. In fact, Monmouth recently started the Champion Miller 1860 Fund that supports several initiatives at the college, including lectures, student programming, support for recruiting a more diverse student body, faculty and staff, and diversity training for the campus community. Regina says that one of this month's highlights will be on February 23rd. That's when Monmouth editor and historian Jeff Rankin will be joined by 1992 Monmouth alumnus, the Reverend Charles Burton. They will talk about Scott's fighting for change. As Regina points out, Charles Burton, who was a national champion track athlete at Monmouth under Monmouth coach Roger Haynes, knows a lot about leading change. Charles Burton, wow, he is a Monmouth College legacy. Um, As an undergrad and um, an athlete at one time, um, I, Coach Haynes, always talked about the quality and the kind of person Charles Burton was. Um, And so now for me in the position that I'm in, and um, jumping forward 20 years um, from being a a college athlete at one time um, to actually get to engage with Charles Burton and see the kind of man that he is is, has been pretty tremendous. And the impact that he has had on the community in which he um, came from and and now has returned to is, is significant. And for us, 
to have someone like him as an alum, um, you know, making change in the St. Louis Public School District as, you know, the chief human resource officer, but um, also being an activist and a minister and, you know, fighting for changes, um, you know, for himself, for his family, for his community. Um, You know, that's something he started well before he came to Monmouth College as an undergrad and uh, something that grew in him as an undergrad and now is, you know, definitely um, should be recognized. And so I'm excited that he gets to share his message, um, especially since our theme for the month is Champion for Change. Um, you know, I the Champion Miller Initiative is near and dear to my heart. And so to have Charles Burton be um, what I would consider in line with social activists, um, I think this is huge. And so I'm excited for our campus community, both our alumni community and our on-campus community to hear Charles share his story um, of the March on Ferguson. Campus conversations will also be a big part of Black History Month. Campus conversations is something that John Salazar and I started last year, and we did it virtually um, during the pandemic and being on campus. And it was important for us to navigate through hard conversations and um, role model for students, faculty, and staff how to have civil disagreement. Um, You know, I am someone who likes to debate and argue a little bit every now and again. Um, However, uh, you know, true education, true understanding, true empathy um, comes out of um, dialogue, not out of debate it comes out of dialogue and so you know not everybody has the fortune of of having that modeled for them or know how to navigate it so campus conversations is going to be in person um, this semester and we're we will be tackling some hard areas Um, one of them is you know why do we still celebrate Brock History Month and what does that look like in 2022 Um, additionally you know what do we have to do within ourselves to be the change. Um, And again, you know, the theme for the semester is champion change. And so what do we have to do to be the change? Um, The other conversation that we're having towards the end of Black History Month is one that actually a Um, my Men of Distinctions group um, initiated and suggested they wanted um, to help facilitate or have someone facilitate conversation around um, why we speak and do the things that we do and how our gender and intersectionality um, contributes to understanding, misunderstanding, and um, having civil conversations. So, you know, both of those are going to be tremendous. And then um, the middle the middle campus conversation will be based around when they see us, um, which is the story of the now exonerated uh, Central Park Five. And I look forward to that. Most don't understand the complexity of mass incarceration. Um, and so uh, we have I have a young lady who is a mentor for me who is very passionate about mass incarceration. And so it fit nicely into um, that and, and will bring an awareness. So I appreciate that Addie Cox has um, done so much work and continues to do work to support that. And while Champion for Change is the theme for Black History Month at Monmouth, Regina says that the focus of the month 
remains the same. What we do is about the students. If we are to um, send young men and women capable of uh, navigating um, and ever-changing uh, communities that, in which they live, workforces in which they work, um, relationships in which they will have with family, friends, and co-workers, um, we, we really have to center them and help prep them um, through navigating difficult difficult scenarios. And so centering the students has really um, benefited uh, this spring for me personally and, and those in my office. Um, I have five interns that are working their tail off alongside of me to make sure that these programs um, come to fruition with you know a very high standard. That's Regina Johnson. She's Mama's Director of Multicultural Student Services. She's also the person responsible for organizing, coordinating, and implementing Black History Month activities at Mammoth College. To learn more about Black History Month events planned at Mammoth, check out the story in the news and events section of the Mammoth College website, mammothcollege.edu slash news. Listening to the 1853 podcast of Monmouth College, I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. If you're a fan of Monmouth Grinnell College basketball games, the weekend of February 5th and 6th will be a dream come true for you. Because of the pandemic, Monmouth's men's and women's basketball teams will travel to Grinnell for a pair of games on February 5th. Then both teams will turn around and travel back to Monmouth for a pair of games on February 6th at Glennie Gymnasium. The Monmouth-Grinnell doubleheader will come two days after Monmouth's men's and women's basketball teams went to Cornell College on Thursday, February 3rd, and those games were played two days after Monmouth made a trip down to Jacksonville, Illinois, to play at Illinois College. In other words, Monmouth basketball teams will be seeing a lot of Midwest highways in early February. Of course, the way to stay on top of Monmouth basketball, as well as the rest of the college's winter sports, is to dial your browser to MonmouthScots.com. That's your official home on the World Wide Web for all things Fighting Scots related. Joining us to discuss Monmouth basketball, track and field, and other sports is the voice of Fighting Scots Athletics, Nathan Beliva. Nathan is Monmouth Sports Info. Information director. Nathan says the February 5th and 6th Monmouth Grinnell basketball games will be especially challenging for the Fighting Scots men's team. Yeah, it'll be an interesting weekend, especially for the men, um, you know, playing that against that system twice in 24 hours and it's also games three and four in a five-day span uh, I would imagine that we're gonna see uh, coach Griff Seth use quite a few bodies um, you know that are on that roster go pretty deep in the bench you got to consider player safety too so um, you know playing back-to-back is not something that that they're used to doing playing three games in four days and four and six is not something they're used to doing so those that are coming out, I, I wouldn't expect that you're going to see the starters playing 30, 35 minutes, you know, like they did against Illinois College last week uh, or at home against Knox. I, I, you know, it's just it's just not feasible, um, you know, especially with a, a roster that deep on the women's side, only having 10 players. You probably will see the starters playing 30 minutes because they have to. Uh, hopefully everybody's able to stay healthy and stay out of foul trouble. And there, you know, it, it's also a challenge because you look at the women's side where 
where right now they are in a very good position. Um, you know, and, and Grinnell is right now heading into the weekend. Um, one game out of the top four. So they're going to be a hungry team. Uh, they've already knocked off Rippon. That's Rippon's only loss this year. The, the Rippon women are 9-1. and one. Their loss was to Grinnell. Um, they played a very slow um, slugfest against Cornell last week and won a game where neither team got to 50. Um, they've also gone out in one game where they scored points. So they can play multiple styles, uh, as can uh, the, the Monmouth women's team, uh, who got a big come from behind win against Illinois College on Tuesday, um, but can really take a big step this week into getting into that top four. The schedule's daunting, especially with the games that are that are left. Uh, still have not played Rippon, who's in first at 9-1. and one. Got to play Knox again, who came in here and won last week. Uh, also got a, got Cornell twice and, and, and Grinnell twice. So that's, you know, seven of the, of the nine games left that are against teams that are right there in the mix as well. Um, you know, and then even the game at the end of the year against Lawrence, they're 500 right now. Yeah, we beat them handily here. But that doesn't mean that's going to happen on on February twentieth when we when we face them uh, the second time around. So it, it's a tough schedule for both sides, especially packing these games into a bunch of days to make them up from when um, they weren't able to be played earlier in January. I guess if anything, this is what helps make the case for, the, for a coach when you talk to your team in September and October about the need to condition. This weekend is a great example of why conditioning is so important in basketball. Yeah, it really is, and and you know you don't get you get the back to backs over the holidays at Thanksgiving and, and at Christmas, and then you hope to get a back to back in the conference tournament, right? If you win the semifinal um, on Friday and play the championship game on on Saturday, um, but you really don't get a situation, especially like the men are facing this week, where you play four games in six days and they're on the road for the first three and you're playing a system like Grinnell plays on the men's side. Yeah, the women are playing the exact same opponents, uh, but the system's different. You know, it, it's not the the sub in, the run the whole time, the, you know, score 100 points and, and all that. But you look at what they're doing and it was down to Jacksonville on, on Tuesday night because the snowstorm started south and started in Jacksonville during that game. Uh, I believe they got back to campus around 2 a.m. Uh, because the, the bus had to go a lot slower on the roads coming back and was safe and, and, and um, you know, took all the precautions. But they got back at 2 a.m. They go over to Cornell on Thursday. They come back. They go over to Grinnell on Saturday. They're going to come back. That's a little bit longer of a trip. And then, and then play on Sunday. And, 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 yeah, it's conditioning, but it's also making sure you got everything else taken care of, all the other responsibilities. They got to have their classwork done, um, got to have all all that stuff done, got to hit, got to hit the gym, uh, got to sleep, got to eat, got to do all those things to take care of the body and, and take care of the mind. And, and it's a it's a challenging week for both coaches, uh, no doubt about it, and, and for the players. And, um, you know, I'm sure they'll be able to take a deep breath on Sunday night and get into Monday. Um, but then it's over to Knox next Wednesday, and we know how those games go. So, um, you know, next week's only a two-game week. It's a nice breather, right, uh, with the game on Wednesday and then senior day on Saturday. So it's, uh, it's an interesting stretch and, and uh, you know it, it, it'll be a challenge for sure big weekend as well for track and field they head down to Jacksonville Illinois 
Uh, yeah, they went down to Jacksonville. Um, no, they went to Jacksonville two weeks ago. They went over to Davenport um, uh, last Saturday. Got another um, Player of the Week. So we're two for two in Players of the Week. Riley Doolin and Performers of the Week, I should say, on the track side. Riley Doolin, week one, Kareem Lawal on uh, throws. And week two, she is uh, 48th in the nation um, after her PR 15.07 meters in the weight throw, which is the best throw in the conference right now. Um, you know, it's been some teams have competed in three or four events we've competed in two so to have uh, the number one mark in the conference in pole vault for Reed Wilson and the 200 and the 400 for Jordan Peckham uh, the the weight throw for Karima Lawal um, is is off to a good start there's a bunch of seconds and thirds in there as well this week they'll be at Illinois Wesleyan um, in Bloomington at the Bob Keck invite they sent out the um, the schedule today it's on the website so fans that want to see when people are going to compete uh, we've got that on both the men's and women's schedule for uh, the timing is there what heat they're in all of that stuff got all that posted um, they are they're limiting fans so I wouldn't suggest anybody drive down to Bloomington especially the the shape that the highways are in around Peoria and Bloomington right now too um, but we'll have them at home on the 11th so people can come out and and, uh, and and check out all of our student athletes here on the 11th and the Fighting Scott Indoor Invite swimming sort of in the sitting in the waiting pool right now they are you know they had a very good weekend against Knox for senior day got a bunch of good swims Kyle Jones uh, won three individual meets on the men's side or events I should say Jalen Sellers won two um, and then also won a couple relays on the women's side uh, but now they are they are off until the conference uh, meet which is February 18th 19th and 20th over at Grinnell uh, we will have links for that up on the website so people can watch and can follow that entire weekend uh, um, which will be a busy weekend here because that's when we kick off lacrosse as well um, and we'll have uh, basketball up in uh, Ripon and, and Lawrence that week hopefully quenching a, a berth in the conference tournament so that'll be a busy um, busy weekend but yeah we'll have the the swimming conference meet I know there's some um, I think we had three that are in the top three or four right now in conference times a couple others that are in fifth and sixth um, so coach Dacus has got his uh, his student athletes peaking at the right time of the year and, and ready to go. Kyle Jones just won uh, an event over at Grinnell the last time they were there against a lot of conference competition. Uh, he's a defending champion from two years ago, the last time they had a conference swim meet. Um, so yeah, looking forward to that and, and getting into that pool and then they'll get ready for, uh, for NCAAs for whoever qualifies. Visiting with the voice of Fighting Scots Athletics, Nathan Beliva. He's the sports information director at the college and Taking a look to spring, uh, it's, it's almost here in terms of spring sports. <laughs> it is almost here. They are they are all now practicing. Uh, baseball was the last to get started last Sunday uh, with with their indoor practices. Lacrosse has gotten a few outside uh, for the most part. They've been they've been inside the last couple of weeks, um, and, and we'll be ready to go. Tennis gets started first. Men's tennis takes on Central on February twelfth indoors at the University of Iowa um, in, in Iowa City. That's our first technical spring event. Uh, then lacrosse will be at home on February 19th. Hopefully all that snow is cleared off of April Zorn. Um, and uh, otherwise you and I might be over there with shovels uh, getting getting those lines cleared. But we'll have uh, have Marion here for that on the 19th. And then softball heads down to uh, Peoria. They've got an event at the Louisville Slugger Dome on the, the 25th. And they're in, uh, in St. Louis at Fontbonne on the 26th. And then soccer, baseball, tennis all go to Florida for spring break. Uh, golf will get started right after that as well and, uh, and be ready to go with their first event there in the, uh, the middle of March. 
track will transition from indoor to outdoor. There's a week, the uh, the nationals for indoor are right over spring break for, for Monmouth on the uh, 10th, 11th, and 12th that weekend. And then there's a week off and then they're right into the spring. They pretty much go straight from beginning of January to the end of May, uh, getting everything rolling. So that's our, our spring season and we'll be Hopefully in much better weather, sitting outside and enjoying some, uh, as, as we call them, stickball sports uh, with lacrosse, uh, baseball, softball, and, and tennis, and, and be ready to go with spring, which is obviously it always looks a little different than, than fall and winter sports. That's Mama's Sports Information Director, Nathan Beliva. He's the voice of Fighting Scots Athletics, and he also oversees the home of all things Fighting Scots related on the World Wide Web, mamascots.com. And that's going to be a 30 for this 18th edition of Monmouth College's 1853 podcast of the 2021-2022 school year. Tell us what you think about this podcast by firing off an email to us at news at Be sure to put podcast in the subject line. Until our next edition, this is Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. Thanks so much for listening. So long, everybody. Have a nice day and stay healthy.